Sunday, Halloween over here in the United States, which I will be honest with you, not really crazy about. Why? Because it's a stupid holiday, that's why. Think about it, it's a stupid holiday. You're, make, you're mocking the dead. I, I don't understand why that's like such a big deal. And everyone's like, no, it's not. Yes, you are. In, if you go to Mexico, they celebrate the Day of the Dead. They honor people who are dead. Now, and I was talking about it yesterday and from previous podcasts, I really feel bad for people who are alive. And you say, why? Well, number one, you know, you have people in your life or people you know, look at the way they're treated. They're not treated with an ounce of respect. They're not treated with any type of kindness. They're mocked, they're teased, they're bullied. They're just knocked off their pedestal. The good things that they do in their lifetime will not be remembered when they're alive. <clears throat> They'll remember them when they're gone. And and you think to yourself, is that is that fair? See, I'll give you an example. I, like I said, I'm immune to death. I've been experiencing death for all the people that I lost in my life. And it still hurts, you know, but I've also gone to people's funerals. If you look at the turnout of a funeral versus say a party or a celebration of someone who's actually alive, big difference in the amount of people that show up at a funeral versus an actual celebration. Why is that? More people get revered when they're dead. There's, again, a huge turnout of funerals. You'd be surprised. And then people you haven't seen or spoken to in years all of a sudden find out that the person died, show up at the funeral. It's like, but when they were alive, you didn't care. See, that's what I don't understand. So explain to me, if anybody out there could explain to me, why do we treat people the way we do in life? Why do we treat them with such disrespect? Why do we treat them like, like they don't matter in our lives? Why do we ignore them? Why are we not kind to them? Why don't we just treat them with an ounce of respect? What do you have to wait for someone to die before you can do that? So in other words, if, if I put up a post, for example, myself, if I put up a post on social media, do you think it will get one like, one comment? No. Now if I put up that same post and I'm dead, I'll tell you right now, people will come out and start pouring their condolences and the comments and the, everything will be like, it'll be like a million likes. Now, if it was somebody well known, it'll be a lot more. Oh my God, this person died. I didn't know. Yeah. How could you have known? How could you have known? Were you, were you, were you the type of person that respected and revered them when they were alive? Did you even notice them when they were alive? Probably not. Somebody put up a post on Instagram. I just saw it early this morning, and it's true. Why can't we treat people with kindness in this day and age? Why does it have to be... Why do we have to always try very hard for people to notice us? Why is that? If I were to go out on social media and promote a product, I'll tell you, it will not get even as one comment. In order for you to get recognized in society, in your in your own world in your lifetime you know what you need to do you need to have someone find you and discover you not the other way around see i think that people in this day and age are just so Thank mm-hmm. you.
They're just scrupulous. They take advantage of you when you're alive. You're an unsuspecting victim. But when you're dead, it doesn't matter because you're no, not a victim anymore. You're more revered and respected now that you're dead. You're gone. See, I don't understand that. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example, too, because it hurts me. And I think of all the people I lost in my life. I sometimes go back to a time when with my father and mother of the way that you treated them in life. Were you respectful? Did you treat them with kindness? Did you never not argue with them? Did you always, you know, listen to what they had to say? Because, you know, when you're a child, or a young teenager, an adult, you think you know all the answers. In honesty, your parents are a lot smarter than you think. And you really should respect, revere them, and listen to them. They're always right. My mother was always right about everything. I used to fight with her because I thought she didn't want me to live my own life. But in all reality, she was telling me about what to watch out for, who to watch out for in life, because there are people that will take advantage of you. And you know what? She was right. And I sometimes regret not listening to her because I felt, well, maybe she didn't really know what she was talking about. I thought maybe that she was just trying to dictate to me how I should live my life. But in all honesty, she was just giving me some type of a, a warning. You know, just be careful who you associate with in life. You know, don't always be too trusting. You know, tr try to keep your guard up. And I never listened, and I feel bad now. When I look back at the times that she told me these things and I thought, wow, why did I fight her on it every step of the way? I thought maybe she didn't want me to live in my own life. Even when I moved out, she didn't speak with me for one year, but she was right about him. Oh, she was right. And I found out the hard way through all that pain and suffering of what he did to me. You see, I have to understand something. How you, pee, pee, how you treat people in life really does matter. It matters. You gotta say to yourself, well, what would happen to them if they died? The way I treated them in life was terrible. I was mean to them, I didn't wanna see them, I made excuses. Every time you make an excuse to see somebody, or say if you wanna to get together with your friends, you come up with loads of excuses, and then what happens if they get sick, or they get into a car accident and they don't make it? Now what's gonna happen? Now you're gonna feel guilty, like, oh my God, I kept putting them off, I kept doing this, I didn't wanna spend time, I kept making excuse after excuse after excuse. Do you know how horrible that is? That in order for you to really physically wanna to get together with someone, this is after they're gone, now you're gonna say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? But it's true. How many times have you made plans to see somebody, but you always backed out, you always had an excuse. After a while, they got tired of it, they said, okay, well, whatever. Then when you're ready to make plans, then you find out that they were sick or they were badly injured in a car accident and they died. Now what? Now you show up at the funeral. Now you got to deal with the family because now the family's not going to take too kindly you showing them up because, wait a minute, weren't you the person that always made excuses as to not see my son or daughter? What's your reasoning for coming over here to pay your respects now that you know that they're gone? Now you feel bad? Get out. Some people do not have, quote, uh, are not understanding of you if you the way you treated someone in life if you treated them poorly and then you show up at their funeral because you want to pay their respects be careful there are some people that are not too keen about that actually i remember when my mom was alive oh my aunt 
my, my father's youngest sister, would always try to make trouble. Uh, I think when her husband died, there was something going on in the church where she tried to make, I think her and one of her best, well, former best friends had this altercation in church. Oh boy. My aunt was ready to pull punches on this woman. I'm like, please, not in a church setting. Priest was trying to break them up. She didn't want her to be there. She came out of, I guess, out of respect for her husband, but still, there's this animosity between them, and I'm thinking, wow, let it, let it go already. Let bygones be bygones, forgive and forget. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. A lot of people do not know how to forgive and forget. But I'll tell you though, I look at people. Anyway, it just bothers me, you know. I try to be polite to people. I try to find out what's wrong with them. And again, I always tell people, if you're depressed, if you're not, if you're sad, if you want to talk with someone, message me. Find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. Send me a message. Uh, you know, I'll talk with you. I'll tell you some of my story. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I do this documentary, you'll see for yourself what I'm talking about. A lot of you people will cry. A lot of, a lot of you people will shed tears. There will not be one dry eye in the house, and if there is, so be it. See, my life has not always been pleasant. I've had chaos in my life, and I look back at the things I've done. Eh, everybody does things that they're not proud of. Remember that, everybody does things that they're not proud of. But you say to yourself, why do you do it? See, when you're young, you think you're, oh, you know all the answers. I'm sure all of you at some point in, back when you were in your 20s and beyond, oh, look at me, I'm invincible. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. <laughs> think again. Think again. Yes. Things will happen to you. You know why? Because you let it happen to you. You let yourself be taken, like, for a ride. When someone has something that's too good to be true, you fall and jump onto that bandwagon. And you think to yourself, well, maybe this person can change my life. You know all those get-rich-quick get schemes that you see on YouTube and Instagram? Don't fall for that. Everyone tends to think, oh, you can make money by doing this, and you don't have to put get anything out of your pocket. There's always a catch. Read the fine print. I thought, yeah, I can make money doing this or this. You know how you can make money? Go out and get a job. Do something that you love. See, for me, I want to, my, I want to have my own business because I really don't want to work for anybody. I don't think that if I work for someone, I'm going to achieve anything in life. By the time I get to be where I want to be, it'll be too late for me. 
And besides, when you're working for a company, they don't care about their employees. They care about making that profit. And God forbid, if you do something that they disapprove of, you're out. So they're not giving you credence to what you're doing, to the good job that you're doing. It's nice to hear from people once in a while, hey, you did a great job, keep up the good work. I don't hear that. I've heard that maybe once or twice for one of the companies I work for. That was it. So I've been doing this work. I come in early. I do my work. I stay late. I, 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 I toil this many hours, and I don't get a thank you. I don't get a, hey, you did a great job. No, nothing. So what's the point? So you say to yourself, why should I continue working for this company if I'm not going to get praise for some of the things? And I'm not talking about praise every single day, but it's good to hear it from people. You know, if you're doing a great job, if you're working hard, and, and the reason why you're doing it is you can get up that corporate ladder. But what happens if all the years you've been with the company, you still don't get up that corporate ladder? It gets passed over to someone else. Then you're like, well, wait a minute, I've been here a lot longer than this person. You're giving them a raise and a promotion, and I've been here for how many years, and I've done all my work, and I've come in every single day, and I haven't complained? That's a slap in the face. So then you think to yourself, should I stay here, or should I leave? And I'll be honest with you, if it were me, I would leave. If you're not going to get appreciated and accepted for the things that you do, then why should you stay and let someone else get all the credit and the glory? That's why if you work for yourself, you don't have to worry about that. You be your own boss. You set your own hours. If you want people working underneath you, that's fine because there are times when everybody needs a vacation and a break from work. If you're constantly working, you're stressing yourself. And again, and as I told other people, stress is bad. It can lead to heart, heart attacks and diseases. And Like I look at my life and I think, wow, my life was just filled with a lot of anguish and pain before. When I lost so many people in my life, I didn't think I could ever survive in this world. This world for me was not something I wanted to be. I didn't want to be in a world where I was going to be left alone. And I told my mother, I said, Mom, I don't want to be alone. She goes, but you're not. But I am. You're not here. The family's not around me at all. We're doing our own thing. We're doing our own thing, which is a damn shame. And you think to yourself, wow. This is what family's all about. Everybody comes to I told my sister, my older sister, I said, you know, your definition of family is a lot different than mine. You know what my definition of it is? This is that when, when you're, you're struggling and you're having a hard time and you need some help, you go to your family, but you don't get that type of, oh, you know, oh, yeah, okay, let me help you out. No. When are you going to pay me back? That's the first thing that comes out of that person's mouth. I'm like, really? I don't know. It might be a while. Well, I'll just take it out of the money that I would have originally given you as a gift. Well, go ahead, do that. See if I care. Hmm. Again, how you, how you treat people in life does matter. And again, I do not like to see people being treated like garbage. If you're going to do it in front of me, then I'm sorry, I'm going to say something. I will defend anybody that comes my way. If you're doing it in front of me in my own steps, on my own property, you're mistreating someone, you think I'm going to sit there and be quiet? Hell no. I will say something. Whether or not I sacrifice my life for it, so be it. We do not, we do not treat people like garbage. Who, who has the right to do that? Nobody. That's why today's world is very complicated, if you think about it. Today's world is just, there's so many questions and many unwanted answers. and It's just terrible to think that people are like that in this day and age. What is going on here? 
That's why I say, let's give credence to people. Let's give them praise for the things that they're doing in life right now. If you're helping people, if you're giving back, let's give you something, uh, some type of a reward, a medal. If you're volunteering at a shelter, if you're uh, uh, taking care of the elderly, whatever it is that you're doing, give that person praise now that they're alive, not when they're dead. When they're dead, it's not going to matter. But yet they're going to get that respect and they're going to get that reverie, which I still don't get. I don't understand that at all. Watching this movie and this is crazy pregnant woman sitting in the divider and in between two highways just being crazy. Uh oh, now her husband's coming out. He's gonna see her, he's gonna drag her into the car. Wow. Yeah. It's a weird movie. It's more of a movie where she's kind of like a um she has these magical powers, but she's evil, but she's pregnant. It's bizarre. It's just a bizarre, bizarre movie. But then you think to yourself, okay, well, I guess that's how it is in life. The crazier, the better, right? Yeah, they're trying to find her. They're all standing outside of their vehicle trying to find where she's at. He's not too happy. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, and that's another thing I want to touch on that maybe in the next podcast about pregnant women. I think that pregnant women should really be responsible for the baby that's inside of them. If you're going to start, if you're going to start like doing drugs and alcohol and this and that, obviously you don't care and you don't care what happens to your unborn child. That is just sad. We actually, I actually knew someone who was pregnant. She, she drank and smoked. I said, wait a minute, you're pregnant. She goes, yeah. So you really don't care what happens to your unborn child, is that what you're telling me? So she blames her unborn child for everything that happened in her life. You know what? That's sad on your part. Why are you blaming a child that hasn't even been born yet for everything that's gone wrong in your life? That's on you. You don't blame an innocent child. You don't do that. It's just terrible. Wow, this girl is really crazy. Really crazy. Wow. Good actress, though, but really crazy. Oh, my God. How do you do that, though? See, with me, I would be very, very careful with my pregnancy. I would be super, 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 super careful. Extremely careful. Because you never know, you know? They say that you have to take it easy. You have to be respectful. You have to do all of this stuff. It's just like, it's craziness. 
look at all the taxis there. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to, to pause after every, it's just the idea of a pregnant woman sitting like in the in a divider between two highways, just doing her thing and people are watching her like she's crazy. I'm like, wow, that is really, really sad. Again, it's a movie, but you know what? There are, there are pregnant women that have done the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my God, it's like, you don't care about the baby that's born inside of you? No, that's just terrible, terrible. See, this is what I'm talking about. And I, my friend, I said when, when I spoke with him yesterday, he said, yeah, his mother died a horrible death. She never was appreciated in life. That's why he kept making that phrase. He goes, that's why people are more appreciative, you know, for people who are dead than people who are alive. They get the most respect, the most love, the most everything. It's just terrible. Now they got her. <laughs> they think she's crazy. They got her. They brought her to a hospital. Wow, that's just. I seen a I seen a clip of this movie, but the movie was just bizarre because then the baby all of a sudden that was inside of her just disappeared. I'm like, wow. Now that's that's why some of these movies are a little far fetched. But you think now that can't happen in real life? No, it can't. But. There are people that do mistreat, pregnant women do treat their bodies. They claim, yeah, they want to have a baby and this and that, but the way they treat their child that's not even born yet, the way they're treating them on the inside, they're not taking very good care of their, their baby. And you think, wow, so you're going to drink and you're going to do drugs, but you're not thinking about the child that's inside of you? What kind of a mother are you? Then when you try to, to, to talk sense to them to help them out, hmm. They don't want to hear it. And it's like, well, then you know what? I'm sorry. Then you don't deserve to be a mother. I actually knew a young pregnant girl. She was a teenager. Her and her boyfriend believed that, oh, yeah, let's have sex. We won't have protection. I think she purposely got pregnant. Now, she was a good mother, but the idea that, you know, you should be responsible. You know, there are some, some teenagers think that, yeah, I'm ready to be parents. Do you know, parenting is not as easy as it seems. And there are a lot of things you have to consider, the cost of a baby, food, education, medical care, that's important. You gotta put that into perspective here. You think, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a child, it's gonna be a piece of cake, no. When you're a teenager, you wanna go out and hang out with your friends. You're not gonna be sitting there taking care of the baby, feeding it and changing its diapers, and if it's sick, taking it to the doctor. No, you're not gonna do that. Because you think, well, if I have this baby, I'll give it over to my parents, my parents, no. If you were responsible, enough to get pregnant, then you're responsible enough to take care of this child. Sorry. Don't shirk your responsibilities on somebody else for what you did. 
that you believed, oh yeah, it was one time, and you know, we were fooling around, and, and the condom broke, and I got pregnant, ooh. Yeah, well, that's irresponsible on your part. So now that if you know, and you want to act like an adult, then when that child is born, you take full responsibility and be a parent to it. And don't leave it to somebody else to do it, because it's not going to happen. If I ever have in my day a daughter or son that did that, you are responsible for that child. Not us. You are responsible. That's why I said. Every time I see him, I just melt. Melt. Oh, I had something like that, too. The apple... Uh, uh, air freshener. Don't mind me. I'm looking at this movie. This guy's happy that his wife is, uh, I, I think he gave birth, but I think when he goes to see her in the hospital, that baby will disappear. See, this is what I think these movies are far-fetched, but people love movies like that. But I'll be honest with you, again, how you treat people in life matter. That's why I think there should be a kindness campaign for the people that are alive. It's just my personal opinion. Be kind. Show people kindness. Is that so hard to do? Why is it in society, it's very hard to do that when a person is alive, but when it's dead, when they're dead, that's when that kindness and compassion and love show up. Why is that? So again, the question I wanna ask is, do I have to be dead to be respected and revered? Because I'm not getting it in life. In life, I'm overlooked. Everything that we do in our lifetime, whatever that might be, whether it's good or bad, you have to say to yourself, why? You have to say to yourself, why? Why do I treat people badly in life, but when they're dead, I treat them with more respect and love and kindness, and I give them the best eulogy, and, and I give them the best praise, and they're not even here to see or hear it. Think of it in those terms. That's what I don't understand. There are times when I think that, um, when I look at my life, and I can, I can give you like an idea of what my life was all about. One word that I will always say to people, for me, and it can be for you too, survivor. How did you survive life? How did you get by every age? You know, every age is like traumatic. You're in your 20s, you think you know it all. I've gone through my 20s with a lot more pain pain, um, uh, sadness, chaotic. It's just really hard to explain. Baby disappeared. <laughs> I told you that these movies are a little far-fetched. Anyway, um, my life was very chaotic. It very, um, more downs than ups. But I learned. I got through it. And, and you're going to say, how? Well, positive thinking. Positive thinking. 
you have to be positive in this world. You know, you can't be negative. Again, if you're negative, it won't work. You have to be 100% focused. You have to force yourself to not break down. You have to force yourself to not think negative or be negative. Because once you're negative, all the things, all the goals, the dreams, the things that you want to accomplish in life will not be done if you have that negative mentality. And you also have to remember this, stay away from negative people. See, negative people for me are toxic. Now, it might be for you, it's like, oh, not everybody who's negative is toxic. Um, uh, you know, I disagree with you on that. I will say 95% of the people in this world who are negative, who are negative, are toxic. 95% of the people who are negative are toxic. And how do I know? Well, back in the day, I had people that I associated with that all they wanted was to hurt, manipulate, betray, lie. They wanted to do all of that because they feel that they could. Let's take advantage of her. She's not going to do anything. Think again. Now, I'm, a, I'm not a violent person by nature. And if someone ever came up to me and started a conver- physical confrontation, I'll just walk away. I just don't believe violence is the answer. But if you keep pushing and pushing and pushing to the point of, you want to see me angry? Well, then you better run. You yourself better run and go in the other, go, go in the other direction because you don't want to see this anger come out of me. See, I don't like when people push my buttons. Perfect example, my middle sister and me. We don't get along. She says things to irritate me, and then she claims that I do things to irritate her. What do I do? All I want to do is live my life. That's all I want to do. I'm not doing anything wrong. She thinks she knows it all. And of course, she tells me that I was the accident that came into the into my mom and dad's life. Thank you for saying that. But when I asked my mother, she said, no, you were a surprise, a blessing. See? I think she was envious of, of because I, I took her place. She was the youngest for a long time, and I came along 10 years later, and I became the youngest, and she became the middle child. See, we should talk about siblings. We should talk about the birth order, firstborn, middle, youngest, because again, everyone always seems to think everybody reveres the firstborn and the youngest, but the middle child gets ignored. In certain, in certain cultures, yes, but then you have parents that favor one child over another, and I think that's wrong. You should love all your children equally. There should be no favoritism, but you do see it more often. I've seen it up close. And I think it's a shame how people are treated. That's why I said, be careful how you treat people in life because when they're gone, they're gonna get more of that respect and liking and love than when they were alive. If you always had disdain or you hate, I don't wanna say the word hate. If you disliked someone so much, you couldn't stand them, you were always trying to get rid of them, you were always trying to hurt them, then when something happens to them, that's where the reverse thinking will happen. Now you say to yourself, oh my God, I treated this person so poorly, I made their life a living hell, but now they're no longer here, I wish they were here. See what happens? Reverse thinking. Now you say to yourself, why did I treat that person in life badly? But in, in death, now they get more respect and more love and eulogize in the most positive light. But they're not going to know. When you're gone, you're gone. You're not going to see or hear what people are going to think of you, whether it's good or bad. But when I look at my father's funeral, and again, he got more respect. And I thought, wow. He got more respect in life than he did in, in, in death. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. He got more respect in death than in life. And I thought that was a shame. How do you do that? All the good things that he did, all the people he helped, and all of a sudden, he never got even acknowledged for it. 
And then it was the second job that he had, he was accused of something that he didn't do because the owner thought, well, who else could have done it? Well, I don't know. Aren't there other people that are working in this establishment? Why are you picking on my father? My father did his job, came in when you asked him to, stayed when you asked him to, was a hard worker. And then all of a sudden, because of this whole little, we didn't get along with each other because this manager never, never praised my father for anything that he did, but accused him of something he didn't do. Do you have proof that he did it? No, you don't. So why are you accusing him out of all the people that are in this establishment? Why are you accusing him? And it bothered him, and that's why he quit. He says, I'm not going to stay at a job where they're going to treat me like that. He never got along with him. Now, him and his first cousin, I said, well, what about your cousin? I said, what about him? I'm sure that the manager also treated him with disrespect, treated him like garbage. But how do you go around accusing someone if you don't have proof? Why? It's like if you accuse me of something, if you said, I saw you take that, really, what did I take? What if I wasn't here? You're going to accuse me anyway? So I don't like it when people accuse you. If you don't have proof, and then if you don't see it, but so back then, the cameras weren't, a, weren't, the technology wasn't as viable then as it is now. See, now you're caught on camera if you, if you do something, and you can't back out of it. But, but, back then, where was the proof? How did you accuse them? Out of every all, of all the workers that were in that establishment, why my father? Why? He's a good man. I, I never, I, I never understood that. Never. I saw him too. He invited us. They were having this uh, big reception, this wedding reception at the club, and he invited us. I got to see my father for the hard work that he did. He came. He, I had my first drink, my first Shirley Temple. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not alcoholic. It was Seven Up, and I forget what the other thing was, but it was good. A little cherry on top. I get to see my father work. He worked his hardest. He said he's, you know, he took our order and he did that. But he, he was just a busy man. And then I saw all the people that came and all the celebrities and the, and the singers that came and performed for the wedding. And my like, boy, I would love to work here one day. But not, not if you're gonna have a manager who's gonna treat you like crap and accuse you of stealing. I mean, come on. You take it to an extreme over here, you know. That's why I said, be careful. Be careful how you treat people in life. Don't talk down to them. Don't disrespect them. Don't call them names. Don't, I mean, just don't. Just If you cannot say anything nice, don't say anything else. Just walk away. But you know, people don't know how to do that in this day and age. And you think, well, you tell that to your children when they're at a certain age. You think now that you're adults, you would know better? No, adults don't know better. They don't know how to keep their mouths shut. They don't know how to say something nice. They don't know how to do that. So let's take a page of people who do know. Let's take a page of people who do know how to show respect. Look at children. Don't you teach children respect your elders? I know when I was growing up, that's what we did. We said please, we said thank you. We didn't disrespect, we didn't talk back. But if you look at today's generation, today's generation, children are disrespectful to their elders, to everybody around them because they think, hey, you know, this is what my parents taught me. Well, then your parents were not good teachers then because how I grew up and how you grew up, totally different. I'm telling you, my children will show respect. If you cannot show respect, there's a problem. Don't expect, you know, oh, mom and dad said I should say please or thank you. Yes, you should. If someone gives you something, you, you say thank you. You say thank you, period. You don't like t 
you know, grab it off of someone and not, and not say thank you. That's disrespectful. You have to learn. You know how we grew up, if you look at every generation, how we grew up, we showed politeness, manners. You don't see that anymore. Every generation is different. So depending on how you grew up. I was a good little girl. I didn't I didn't talk back to back to my parents. I did what they asked me to do. I was the model child. The model child. And I was also shy too. So that tells you. I didn't cause any grief for my parents. There, maybe one time I got grounded for, for going out on a Saturday night. A Saturday, I'm sorry, Saturday morning when I was supposed to watch cartoons. I was down at my friend's house and I wasn't supposed to be there. And I got grounded. But that was about it. They didn't hit me. You know, nowadays, parents hit their children for the stupidest things. And sometimes they take it to an extreme. And I actually touched on that in the last podcast, that you got to be careful how you talk to your children. If you get angry with them where that temper can go into another form, be careful. Be careful how you deal with children. Children's bodies are very fragile. Children's bodies are very fragile. If you even hit them the slightest and you leave a mark on them, but then you take it to an extreme and you give them bruises and broken bones and bloody noses and black eyes, then I'm sorry, you call yourself a parent? No, you're taking it to the next level. Same thing with babies. I've seen babies and I've seen it on the news and the hidden camera, how they get abused by nannies and daycare workers. It's like, I would never, first of all, I would never ever leave my children with people I don't know. I don't know who you are. How do I know that you love children? So if I put a hidden camera and I walk away and I see you slapping my kid and then you tell me you didn't, well, I got it on camera. You can't lie to me. See what I'm talking about? Today's world is cameras. There's cameras all around. But back in the day where we grew up, you couldn't prove if somebody did something or not. See, there's the difference right there. There was this one girl in the news, oh my God. When I heard the story, I was, oh my God, it it just really, really hurt. She was a beautiful little girl. She came from a family of five, but she was the only girl that got beaten to a pulp. Every single day, they tied her to a chair and they just beat her. She soiled on herself. She wasn't allowed to eat. And the parents said, well, the devil made me do this. They had, I forget how many children, like five children. I believe she was the oldest of the five. And they just mistreated her, starved her, burned her, whipped her. They did all these things to her, and she died. And the parents were charged, and they took the other children away, put them in social services. And I'm like, my God, who the hell does that? I felt so bad. I'm like, and she was a beautiful little girl. I think she came from a, a, a Spanish home. There's Puerto Rican or Cuban or whatever. I don't know. But they, they said that, oh, the devil made me do it. They were, these, these parents were listening to the voices that were saying, I have to mistreat, mistreat this child. I'm like, really? I was like, wow. That is just so, so, so bad. So bad. I'm like, oh my God. It's terrible. That's why I don't like the idea. You know, you see children that are mistreated or come from orphanages and you wonder, how did they get here? What were the circumstances? I want to know the whole backstory. See, I have compassion for people. I just think that people in this day and age, the way they get treated in life is shameful. Whether it's a child, a young adult, an adult, an elderly person, I mean, it's just shameful. You think, oh my God, this is how it is in life. This is how we're going to start treating people. But when they're gone, we have to show them 
that much respect because now you're coming to their funeral, there's like millions of people paying their respect. But in life, they never got any ounce of respect and that's shameful. So people, just remember this. You have to respect people in life. You have to treat them with kindness. You have to give praise to the things that they're doing in their lifetime. Good things, you know. Because if you're going to wait till they die to do that, then that's really shameful on your part. Really shameful. And I like to think that there are good people in this world. We have to change the way we treat people in life. We can't wait till, oh, well, well, I'll wait till he's gone and then I'll do the, the, no, no. Whether it's in your own family or people that you're associating, you know, friends, coworkers, uh, just people in general, please treat them with respect. Kindness goes a long way. Trust me on that. Kindness does matter and goes a long way. So I'll let you guys go. Have a blessed Sunday, a great week ahead. God bless all of you. Take care.